This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Welcome to church. I said welcome to church. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. This is my favorite holiday of the year. I'm not, it's not even that deep or even that spiritual. It's just that there's no snow. I mean, we're thankful for that. Because we know what's coming, don't we? We know what's coming. Winter is coming. It's coming. Uh, I'm thankful today. I'm also thankful today. I'm going to get them to stand up in just a moment. But we have the most amazing kids ministry team, Nova Kids and Nova Kids Junior. And we planted this church four or five weeks ago. I'm losing track now. But this is the first service they've actually been a part of because they believe in just ministering and loving on your kids during the service. If you're a part of the Nova Kids team of all ages, can you stand in this place? If you're part of our team today, come on. Give me a round of applause today. So thankful. They probably have fishies on them because that's what kids workers do. They have fishies on them at all times. Fishies are a food group. And I'm also thankful for my family today, my wife and our kids. And we have a brilliant family. And I'm so thankful to do life. Life is more about uh, not the journey but who you do it with. Amen. And I am so thankful for this church. And if you show up today, whether you're from out of town as a guest or you're joining other family members or if you call this home, we are so thankful you are here today. Anybody have a Bible today? If you have a Bible today, you're going to see it. If you don't have a Bible, that's great. We have a screen behind us. Why don't we turn to Luke chapter 17. This morning, I want to encourage you for the next few minutes. And uh, I want to bless you this morning as we get ready to... How many are eating turkey today when they leave here? Where are my turkey people? Turkey? How How many had turkey last night? How many are having it tomorrow? How many won't raise their hand for anything? All right, awesome. Where are my introverts in the place? You, you, introverts won't raise their hand. Those are the extroverts. Like, this is my chance. This is my chance. So we love Thanksgiving. Luke chapter 17 this morning. Luke chapter 17. I want to read a few verses, starting in verse 11. Again, it's been a journey these last few, this last month, really. And uh, um, I just want to say again, our kids team is unbelievable what's happening with our kids' ministry. And Every week, the, the, the energy and the creativity and the smiles, and uh, most have never heard me preach. That's probably why they still keep coming. And uh, we send them the podcast every week. We, 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 we record the sermons just for our team, but I just love our team. And my daughter is in Nova Kids, and she is blessed. And we are blessed as a church to believe, have people that believe in this generation. I believe it's better to raise healthy students than fix broken adults. I'm going to say that again. I think it's better if we can raise healthy students, healthy kids with morals and faith and, and, and values and understand it's better to raise someone healthy than to try to fix them later on. And I'm thankful for a church and a, and a team that believes in that. And, and we've given our best people. Our best people do not preach the messages. Our best people are working with our kids. And we are so thankful today. Luke chapter 17. I'm going to start reading in verse 11. If you don't have a Bible today, you'll see it behind me on the screen. I'm just going to read a few verses today. But being thankful this Thanksgiving. Verse 11. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border of Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered the village, there ten lepers. Look at your neighbor and say ten. Ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I've realized sometimes the shortest prayers are the most powerful. I heard someone say once God doesn't time our prayers, he weighs them. He weighs them for passion and urgency. And that's a short prayer, but I'm telling you, it's powerful. And sometimes, even this week, I found myself in a situation where it's like, God, you got to help us. 
They cried out, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed or healed from their leprosy. Verse 15, one of them, look at your neighbor and say one. There's always one. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory or give thanks except this foreigner? And Jesus said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. This is the thought for the next few moments today is I want to encourage you on this amazing holiday of Thanksgiving, whether you're in a turkey coma, whether you're a vegetarian and you're in a carrot coma. I'm not sure how that works, but this title this morning, for the next few minutes, I want it to settle in your mind and, and, and rest in your spirit. You'll see it behind me, this title, Thankful. Isn't that unique for Thanksgiving? Thankful. Thankful. Now, you'll see some characters behind me on the screen. They have nothing to do with my message at all. But all our kids are in here today, and I wanted something to try to help keep their attention. And any chance you can put superheroes on a screen is a good day. So kids, during today, during my message, uh, feel free to tune out. Some of your parents are already doing that. But you'll look on the screen, and you will see some characters that you might... How many, Miss, The Incredibles. How many know The Incredibles? One of my favorite movies of all time. What are you waiting for? Something amazing, I guess. Wreck-It Ralph. Come on, somebody. Uh, Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond. This message will not be to infinity and beyond. It'll be like my wife today, short and sweet. Perry the Platypus. I didn't know he was there. I love that. Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. Today I want to talk about being thankful. Being thankful. Some of you today might be walking in here going, I, I don't know. I don't know if I feel thankful. It says in Psalm 100, verse 4, it says this. It says in the message version, it says it this way. It says, enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him. Worship him. The Bible says that when we are thankful, it gives us a password. It's like, it's like a secret entrance. It's like another level of favor, acceptance, and entrance when we are thankful. I want to let you know today, God loves everybody. It doesn't matter if you're uh, preaching the message, the word of God on a stage, or you're selling drugs in the city. No matter who you are, God loves you. He cannot love you any more than he loves you right now. But there is another level of entrance and access into God's plan, his kingdom, and his presence when we are thankful. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm thankful today. I want to encourage you today. Thankfulness is not a holiday. It's a lifestyle. I remember I, I, I've spent some time in other parts of the world, and we are an international church. And I get to know some of you guys and some of these people, and there's so many different cultures in this place. But whenever I go to a culture, one of the first words I learn in another language has to be thank you. Because I don't know many other words. All I know is if I say thank you, it usually gets me to the bathroom. It usually gets me coffee. Come on, somebody. Just thank you. Because sometimes you, all you can say is thank you. So I remember living in Kenya. I lived in Kenya for a while, and I learned asante in Swahili. Asante. Or thank you very much. Asante sana. Squish banana. If you ever watch Lion King. Come on, somebody. Asante means thank you. I lived in Lithuania, the former Soviet Union. And, and uh, the word for thank you, kids, you'll like this one. The word for thank you in Lithuanian is achu. Someone sneezed once, and I said, bless you, and they said, achoo, and I said, bless you, and they said, achoo, and, and we kept going for quite a while. As I would say, bless you, they would say, thank you, and I would say, bless you again. It's funny, I don't remember a lot of things, but I remember, thank you, in Lithuanian is achoo, achoo. Some of you today are walking in here, and you don't feel that thankful. Maybe you're not thankful today. Maybe you're going through some stuff, and it's hard to be thankful sometimes, isn't it, in all seasons? You're walking in here today, and you see the 
the Feed Nova Scotia that we're donating today, canned goods and, and, and fresh vegetables and stuff to bless people that are in need today. And maybe the, the, the pumpkins and the, and the hay and the decorations. And maybe you're, you put on a brave face today, but maybe you're not thankful today. Maybe there's some stuff going on today. I want to encourage you. I'm going to give you three ways to be thankful today and encourage you. Because I believe as we're thankful, we'll gain access. And I know this. We're not just here to play church or have an event every Sunday. We believe we need to have access into people's lives. We need we to have access into our city, into all levels of influence. We need access into the very presence of God to be able to do the assignment that's on our lives. And in your life, there's influence. There's a call of God in your life. I don't know who you are today. I don't know all your names, but I know this. There's a reason why you are here. There's a reason why you're alive with two feet and a heartbeat. That means God has a plan for your life. There's a problem for you to solve. There's an assignment for you to do. There's a reason why you're here, and you need access and favor from God to be able to accomplish his plan for your life. So today, real quick, three ways to grow in your thankfulness if you're not feeling thankful today. If you're feeling thankful, this will help you as well. Number one, Luke 17. The first thing today is realize. Realize. Nemo, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Realize. You know, I've realized in, in Luke 17, it says that, that these, these lepers, they stood at a distance crying out. To define the word realize, I looked it up, it means to be fully aware. When you realize something, you become fully aware. These ten lepers were fully aware of the need of a miracle in their life. It says that they were at a distance outside the city at the gates, away from people. They were aware that they weren't healthy. They were aware that they were sick. They were aware that they were dying, and they were aware that they were outcasts. I've realized that the more you realize, the more thankful you become. These men were fully aware that unless they had a miracle, they were dying. They were fully aware that the city was pushing them outside because they were contagious. See, leprosy, if you don't know, is a disease that really corrodes your body. Limbs start to deteriorate. Even parts of fingers fall off, ears, nose. The flesh actually decays, and you're contagious. So literally, your body is dying so quickly and eroding. It eats away your body. That is leprosy, and these men were fully aware of the place they were in. Here's my thought this morning. How aware are we of the miracle we needed? Listen, when you understand how good God is, you start to realize the mess that we were in. The Bible says that we were far from God. See, I believe God made us and God called us and God saved us because we were far from him. It was this, 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 this distance that no good works, no amount of money, no amount of right talking or right singing could, could bridge that gap. We were distant from God because of our choices, our sin, the Bible calls it. We're far from God and we were in desperate need. Listen, I believe when you're far from God, it, 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 it's like something is missing from your life. You're not fully working to the capacity God made you. Listen, we are fully aware of the mess we were in. Pride, pride will keep you from being fully aware. Listen, do we, do we realize how much of a miracle we needed? God rescued us. I am aware today that I was far from God. Where, where are my people that like movies in this place? You like movies? Like movies? My favorite movies are not... Um, Comedies, they're not, you know, those, those romantic ones. Like, I know Matt Pazant, his was The Notebook. That was his favorite movie of all time. And he's a romantic, this one over here. But I, I like the action films. We're, we're my action film people. You know what I'm talking about. Like, shooting and car chases and, 
Just a thought. Have you ever realized that Taken and Nemo have the exact same storyline? Just think about it. <laughs> just think about it. One's for kids and one's not for kids. But my favorite, just think about that. My, some of you are like, the light just went on. You're realizing that's absolutely true. But, you know, I, 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 I like movies, and my favorite movies always have kidnappings in them. Have you seen these where someone gets kidnapped, whether it be a kid or a spouse or maybe an employee of a, of a very valuable company, and they, they kidnap somebody of value, and they take them away, and the bad guys always wear black. Have you noticed that? They never wear pastels. You know what I'm saying? They never wear teal, wear teal shorts or anything like that. It's always it's black leather jackets, the perfect scruff, and usually a Russian accent. You know what I'm saying? And they kidnap somebody, and they take them, and they send a ransom note or a phone call. Have you seen these movies? They're all the same, right? And they get this note of this ransom call, and they're like, hey, bring this microchip or this bag full of gold or money and bring it to this dark alley, and we're going to trade. You ever notice it's never Starbucks? Like, it's never a guy in a pastel sweater having a Frappuccino or a lime refresher going, oh, let's do the drop right here. It's always like this place you would never go. You're screaming at the screen, don't go down that alley. Don't go back there, because you know it's not going to be good. And in every movie, it's the same. They, they bring, the, they bring out the, the money, and then they, they pull up to this dark alley, and these two cars are across from each other. Have you seen these movies? And they flash their lights, right? And the, the father gets out, and his son's been kidnapped, or his daughter. Or, and he's like, hey, do you have my son? And they pull out the son. And they say, do you have the money? And they go, we got the money. And then he throws the bag of money, and then they let go of the kid, and the kid's running in slow motion. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out and shoots everybody. Have you seen this movie? I want to let you know today when we realize that we're fully aware of the state we're in. Listen, our sin took us hostage. And the devil made a call to God the Father and said, I have your kids. And God the Father in his love and his power didn't take money or gold and put it into a briefcase or a duffel bag. He put his son into a case of flesh. And he bankrupted heaven, and he sent him down to a hill to die called Calvary. And on a hill, the greatest exchange, the greatest ransom was ever paid. Why? Because we were far from God, and we are fully aware that God has ransomed our lives. When you realize what God has done for us, you're thankful today. If God never does anything else for me again, I am thankful today that I can know God, live with God, have his plan for my life, his forgiveness and his grace and his hope. Come on, somebody. How many are thankful today? When you're fully alive, fully aware. Number two today, you're going to grow in your thankfulness, is we remember. Number one, we realize. Number two, we remember. Do you want to build a snowman? No, I don't. I don't. Remember. Remembering is a, a fascinating thing. Listen, it says that in verse 15, that one of the lepers remembered who had healed him. One of, the, one of the ten, one man remembered that this isn't happened by accident, that he was sick, he realized he was a leper, and then he remembered who performed the miracle. Thankfulness comes when we remember where your miracle comes from. Remembering always shows value. Matt and Kristen, where are they at today? They got married in this June. We did the ceremony up in Ontario, and they went away on their honeymoon to Cancun, somewhere in Mexico. They went somewhere warmer than Muscadabit, I know that, and... and and I'll and I never forget, they came home from their honeymoon, and they gave us a Starbucks mug, me and Nancy. We collect Starbucks mugs, and in the last two years, we have more mugs than, uh, than, 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 than we should have, and sort of giving them away. But Matt came back with one from Cancun and said, hey, here's a gift from our trip away. You know what? It's interesting. The mug was worth probably $10. That wasn't the value. The value in that was that in the middle of a trip away in another country, in, in the middle of a way, you know, people say out of sight, out of mind. Even though they were, we were out of sight, we were not out of mind, out of heart. And when you remember someone, 
you're saying, I value you. Whenever someone gives you a gift, whenever someone stops and says, hey, I was thinking about you, what they're saying is, you matter to me. You, there's value on your life. That's why remembering, Remembrance Day is so important, isn't it? I remember growing up, and we used to have veterans on the stage, but now as the Second World War and time goes on, but listen, we need to remember what was paid the price through war and through people serving the, for our democracy and our freedom and people that are still serving today. But Remembrance Day isn't so much a ceremony, but it's a heart of thankfulness, remembering that freedom is not free. When we remember, we place a value on people's sacrifice and on their lives. I want to let you know today that remembering, when you remember today, it increases your thankfulness. Me and my wife all the time go, remember when? Remember when? Remember when we worked that job and we had to get up at four in the morning? Remember that time? Remember when you used to have to, remember when we, we weren't married, we were, we were engaged and you were in Newfoundland and we would talk on the phone all night, we didn't see each other? Remember when, you know, we had more months than money? Remember when, when we, we, we had this? Remember when? Remembering always increases thankfulness. I want to encourage you today. Here's what I've realized in my life, that what you fail to celebrate, you'll eventually tolerate. And what you tolerate will eventually dissipate. What you fail to celebrate, you'll eventually tolerate. And what you tolerate will eventually dissipate, whether it be your marriage or your faith. So many times if you fail to celebrate something, you start to tolerate it. And when you tolerate something, it'll start to leave your life and dissipate. I want to let you know today, when we remember, that's why Jesus said in Scripture, remembrance of me. When we do communion, and we'll do communion soon as a church, in a few short weeks, when we do communion, what we're saying is do this in remembrance. When we remember, we're placing value on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. These lepers, this one leper, remembered where his miracle came from. Listen, today I want to encourage you, if you're struggling with thankfulness, or maybe today you feel overwhelmed with thankfulness, kind of remind you, when you remember where you were when God found you, when you remember what God's done in your life, a thankfulness comes up that no turkey, no pumpkin, no commercial, no holiday can compete with. It's overwhelmed with thankfulness, which will give you access because God told us to remember. I'm so thankful today. Some of you need to remember where you were when Jesus walked into your life. Some of you Christians have been around for a while. You need to remember what your life was like or what it would be like if Jesus hadn't saved you and helped you. Some of you know my story well, but my, my family is a godly family. I'm so thankful for my family, but it wasn't always that way. My mom and dad met and got married, and my father was an alcoholic. He drank all the time, had his own nightclub. If you're going to be an alcoholic, it's awful convenient to have your own nightclub, and he would work all day and drink all night, and my mother quickly slipped into a depression, and at one point, she was so depressed, she made a plan to take my life at four months of age and my sister's at five years of age, and then her own life. This moment of pain and misery and hopelessness and a mother coping with love for her kids but a pain of this world and thought, I can't leave them behind. And in the middle of this tension and this mess, sat down to take out my life, my sister's, and her own. But God intervened. And a man named Carl, Carl Stevens in Spryfield on Clareview Street, two houses up, walked down, knocked on the door, and simply invited my sister at five to church and said to my mom, can she come to church with us? That's back in the day when you could trust a neighbor to take your kids to church. And my little sister, my older sister, who was five, and I was four months of age, went to church and experienced a church that was thankful and full of God and full of goodness. She came home excited and convinced my mother and drugged my mother to church. And my mother walked into a church 
Her miniskirt was so short she couldn't even kneel down. Her fake eyelashes, she cried the whole service, mascara going everywhere. She didn't have the right clothes. She didn't know what to do, what to say, what to wear. But she encountered a God that met her in her pain. Listen, I want to let you know, she went home from there and God helped her and suicide and depression left her life. And my father, I've never seen my father drink and delivered from alcoholism and my life was changed. And sometimes... I just need to sit back and remember where my family was when God walked into my life and thankfulness comes up. My two kids that are here today, I take them sometimes to Carl's gravesite. I know he's not there and I'm not trying to be morbid, but sometimes I sit there and I tell them the story. Why? Because, listen, we're one generation away from being extinct in our faith. You need to share your stories. The Bible said they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, which is what he did, and the word of our testimony, which is what we talk about. And they know about Carl. Sometimes I just sit there and I say, thank you, Carl. Sometimes changing the world looks like knocking on a door and bringing someone to church. I think, where would I be today if that man who was a painter, painted houses and buildings, didn't knock on our door when just a few days earlier my mother tried to kill us? Today my mother's a part of this church. We don't let her near the kids' ministry. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> that, that's not funny. That's inappropriate. Okay, it's a little funny. Little funny. <laughs> or the coffee. We don't let her near there either. You know. Mike, taste this. No, okay, I'm done. I'm focused. But my mother and father are a part of this church. My father drives the truck. My mother greets people as they're coming in, and she shines with the glory of God. Listen, when I see my parents, I remember a God that stepped into my miracle. Listen, can I encourage you? Where were you when Jesus found you? Some of you were a mess. Some of you were a mess with religion, thinking you, you were good and everything was fine and that, that, that you were better than someone else. Or maybe they met you in your, in, in, your, in your addictions or your pain or your abuse or your regret. Listen, when you remember where you were when God found you, thankfulness comes up. Today we will sit around with family and friends and eat turkey and we will give thanks. Why? I'm not thankful just for the turkey on the table. I'm thankful for a God that stepped in and rescued me from my mess of my life. Oh, remembering increases thankfulness today. That's why, as a church, we put a high value on kids. We give our best people to our kids' ministry. That's why we had a petting zoo last week. People think, that's cute. You know why? I'm just trying to be Carl Stevens. If we can create an environment that kids will come and bring their parents, because my life was saved because of a Sunday school that reached my sister. Some of you see llamas and alpacas and goats. I see a miracle in the making. That's why we give our best people to our kids' ministry who sacrifice, never sit in church, never sing a song, just love on kids. Why? Because we believe saving the world looks like sometimes building blocks and fishy crackers and reading the Bible to a kid the way they can understand. Listen, we remember today. As a church, we remember today. We are thankful because what God's done. You know what else I do to help myself sometimes? My mother always said this, Mike, people don't care about your problems a lot of time. They're more concerned about their headache than your cancer. Sometimes it's very easy to be selfish and think about our own needs. And I play this game. I do it often with my wife, and I do it by myself all the time. It's called, you're living someone else's dream. Today, I don't make light of your pain today or light of the state of your life. Some of you, you need a real miracle today. You're like, that's funny, that's easy for you to talk, but you don't know what's going on in my life today. But I play this game sometimes. It helps me. If I can just encourage you a little bit. It's called you're living someone else's dream. Maybe today you're battling a disease, and you're like, it's hard to be thankful today. I have a, I, I have a, I have a date on a calendar where I'm not supposed to make it pass. Maybe you're battling a disease that no one can help you with. But you know what? I'm sorry today, and that's a struggle. I don't make light of it. 
But if your family knows God, you're living someone else's dream. There are people that are crying out for their spouses or their kids to serve God. And yes, you're struggling in one area, but if your family today is around a table thanking God in church today, you are living someone else's dream. Maybe you're like, man, my family doesn't know God. I've been praying for my husband or my wife, or I have a son that's walked away from the faith, and they're making bad decisions, and I'm struggling today in my family. They don't know God. Maybe that's your battle today. Yeah, but you're living someone else's dream if you have kids. Some people can't have kids, and they, they've been trying, and it's a place of pain, and, and they look at you going, yeah, I know your son's making bad choices, but I would do anything to have a child. You're living someone else's dream today. Maybe you can't have kids, and that's your struggle today, but you're healthy, and you walked in here, and your body is healthy. You can lift your hands, and you can stand and walk, and there's breath in your lungs. You're living someone else's dream. I'm reminded sometimes when I want to get down on my problems and my issues going, I'm living someone else's dream. In this church planning journey, it's sometimes, last two years I traveled full time and traveled 240,000 kilometers in two and a half years. That's like here to Beaverbank and back twice. It's a long time. And one time I was on my 70th flight of the fall and I text my wife. I'm like, this is my 70th flight since September. It was November. And she came back. My wife is like, God, doesn't really take a lot of pity and complaining. And she texts back, oh, that's cool. You get chauffeured by plane to go to work. I'm like, oh. So I started complaining to God. You call it prayer. I call it venting, you know. Some vent on Facebook. Some vent to Jesus. There's a world of difference in that, by the way. You can take it to Jesus for answers or Facebook for attention. Started praying. Said, God, you know what I realized is I'm living someone else's dream, and all of a sudden sitting there going, do I got to go on another trip? And planting this has been tough bread at times, and bread is a miracle worker on our team. And when sound doesn't work and lights don't work and budgets don't line up and we're trying to figure things out, I'm sitting there going, but I got my wife today and my kids are healthy and I'm living someone else's dream today. Can I encourage you, perspective changes things. And when you remember where you were when God met you and where you are, when you start to remember what you do have, Worship isn't about what we don't have. When we worship, we're reminded of God, who he is and what he's done for us. When we remember today, can I encourage you, your thankfulness will grow. Today you might not have a lot, but if you walked in here today, if, you, if you're breathing today, you have something to be thankful for. If you have one person that loves you, you have something to be thankful for. If you have money in your pocket, if you live in this country today, we have something to be thankful for. Oh, that thankfulness grows the more we remember. Number three today, I'm almost done. Return. First one was realize, second one was remember, third one is return, Spider-Man. Where are my Spider-Man fans at? Anyone? Second best superhero to Batman. Batman's the best. But Spider-Man's pretty cool. But return. It says that one of the disciples, it says this, it says, remembering what happened and the cause of his miracle, one returned to connect to the source of the miracle. One returned to Jesus. It's amazing. Jesus says, wait a minute, there was ten. But only one came back? There's something about returning to the source of your miracle. I want to let you know today, we come to church not to make ourselves whole, but we come to celebrate that he already made us whole. Listen, we don't come to church going, i got to be here three Sundays out of four in order to make it. Can I encourage you? Come to church every week. Come to church. Be faithful. Not because it makes you better, but we need you. And you need us. And there's something about being together and consistency and teaching our kids what faithfulness looks like. But can I tell you, we don't come here to make us right with God. We come here to celebrate that he made us right with him. But we return. That's why we come here. Can I tell you why we have church? 
Maybe you don't know why we have church. There's two reasons why you should always have church. Number one, it's a hospital for the hurting. That's why we return here every week. Because God helped us, and now we have to help others. Can I encourage you? So many people go to church. I don't like the lights. I don't like the message. Why is there a hole in his jeans? Because they're holy. It's church. Come on, somebody. People are like, I don't like this. I don't like, and they make church about their preferences. Can I encourage you? This is a hospital for the sick today. If you walked in here today going, my life is a mess, and I feel like I'm in pain, you are in the right place today. This is not a place for the perfect. It's a place for the hurting today. And we come here to provide it for someone else. My father this week came down with a virus last Sunday. I don't get time to get into it, but we almost lost him this week on Wednesday night. I get a call from my mother saying, you got to get here. We're losing him. He's, he's going. Walked into the hospital to nurses and doctors, crash carting him and kicking everyone else and working on him. And we were seconds, if not minutes, away from losing my father from a, some rogue, crazy virus. You know what I'm reminded in that moment? They weren't concerned with the comfort of other patients, my mother, myself, or anyone else. There was an urgency to their care. Can I encourage you? This is a hospital for the hurting. Yeah, it's nice seats. They're really comfortable. Yeah, the band's great. Yeah, we have a great atmosphere and great coffee, but make no mistake, our motive is clear. We are a hospital for the hurting. This is a place for people that are in need. That's why there's an urgency. That's why we gave out thousands and thousands of invites. That's why we're passionate. That's why we serve at 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. every Sunday. That's why we're all in in our finances and our time and our families. Why? We sense the urgency, and urgency is always greater than comfort. I am not comfortable. My wife is so talented, beautiful, full of character, and she's working through, if I can be honest, getting comfortable being on this stage. But I'm like, she's like, I need to be up there. They need what I have. I'm like, they need what you have, babe. She's like, listen, the urgency is greater than the comfort. And she'll push through some comfort zones. Why? Because there's an urgency. In that moment, I'm thankful the doctor wasn't like, listen, I don't feel like running today. The urgency of my father's health overcame his comfort of his lunch break. In fact, it was 7.30, and they ended at 7, and they stayed late to make sure my father was stable. I am thankful for people that throw time out the window when urgency is, a, is an issue. This is a place for the hurting today. If you have hurting people in your life, this is where you bring them. If you're sitting there going, I'm a mess today. I don't look like these people. We do this for you. This is why we have it. We're a hospital. And I make no mistake, I make no apology for our urgency or our passion. That's what we are doing in this city with other churches is helping people far from God. They need a God that is good and introduce them and watch God show off. Oh, it's a hospital. What else is it? It's also a party. Church is always a hospital or it's a party. The Bible says in Psalm 51, it says the joy of my salvation. Can I tell you, when you remember where you were when God found you, you want to return to the source, and there's a joy that comes on you. There's some good Baptists in this room that maybe don't dance in church. There's some good Pentecostals in this room that used to dance in this church. I don't care where you came from or your background, but can I tell you, whether you're quiet or outgoing, there's a joy inside you bigger than your expression on the outside. There's a joyfulness. Our team that we have, the joy on our team, even at 6 a.m., smiling. Now, coffee helps a little bit, but there's a joy there. Can I encourage you? There's a joy in our team. I see a couple in front of me today. There's this joy on them. And one of our team was away last week before. And at 5 in the morning, texts us, I, I wish I was there today. I'm thinking, you wish you were loading a truck at 6 a.m. Yep, why? Because there's a joy when you remember that what God's done for you. It'll change your schedule. It'll change your attitude. It'll change your perspective. Thankfulness comes out of. But listen, this is a place to party. We come here to connect with God and celebrate. That's why we have loud music. 
That's why we have great lights. That's why the coffee's good. We smile and hug a lot because it's a party. We are celebrating. And if some of you partied like the way you go to church, no wonder no one wants to hang out with you. Some churches, it's more like a funeral than a party. Can I tell you? It's a hospital, but it's a party. Let us not forget, this is not a place for us to come and just hide from the world and hide from people and just get together and go, let's just make it through another week. This is not a bomb shelter. It is a party. We want to celebrate today. We return. I come here every Sunday to help someone else and to celebrate what God's done in my life. If you knew where I was when he found me and my religion and my shame and my disappointment and my hurt, Oh, I came into God's presence, and he helped me, and he healed me, and now I come and celebrate. And I'm looking for some people to celebrate with me. That's why we have something to be thankful for. You want to return to the source. This one leper came back. He said, I just got to thank you. Jesus goes, only one came back? Listen, return to the source will increase your thankfulness. Every time we come into church, our thankfulness grows. Thankful today. Can I encourage you today? It's a party. Let me ask you today, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for today? Today you were handed one of these when you came in, a sticky note. If you didn't get one, maybe just put your hand up. Maybe the ushers can get it to them, maybe. But it was on everything with sticky note. Here's what we're going to do today as we get ready to dismiss in just a moment. Can you write down something, one thing, two things, three things you're thankful for today? Something happens when you realize that you didn't do this on your own. Second thing is when you remember what God's done in your life and you start to write it down, and today as we return to the source and go, God, just write down something. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your son. Maybe it's the country you live in. Maybe it's this church. Just write down something you're thankful for. Maybe it's three things. Man, I don't know about you, but I need more than a sticky note. I need a book. To write down a thankful, just write today all over this place. Can you start writing? Kids, write down something you're thankful for today. Thankful for no school tomorrow. Thankful for parents that brought you to church. Thankful for your clothes we have on our back. Like, write down something you're thankful for today. Today when we dismiss and we go out and we leave in a moment, there's a wall out there that says that we're thankful for no, at Nova Church. Can you just do this? Can you just stick it on that wall when you walk out? You'll see some on the wall when you go out. Today, we're just going to put up and go, you know what? Let it be said for me. I'm thankful today. I remember because I realized that God did something in my life, and today I return and say, thank you, God, for what you've done in my life. Write down something. Today, second thing today, I want to pray for some people. You're like, Mike, I'm, I'm not celebrating today. I'm hurting. I'm one of those people that needs a hospital. My marriage is a mess. I've screwed it up with some choices, or someone else's choices has affected my marriage, or maybe it's your health. Maybe it's something else, but today you're like, I don't know God. I want to know this God that steps in and rescues us and pays a ransom call. Today, I want to let you know we built this for people far from God. If you're like, I'm far from God. I know church, but I don't know God. Today, we want to introduce you to God. In a moment, I'm going to pray for you, and here's all that's going to happen. In a moment, I'm going to ask you, if you want me to pray for you, just slip your hand up. I'm going to look at you, and you're going to put your hand right back down. That's it. We're not going to ask you to come to the front. We're not going to ask you to stand up. We're simply just going to ask you to put your hand up in a moment. And I believe when we pray, the God that made you and the God can save you and help you in the situation you're in. If you're hurting today, this is your place. If you feel far from God, disconnected, somewhere this distance has come in, today, in this place, we can connect you. For just the next moment, if you can just bow your head for a moment all over this place. 
Just close your eyes for a moment for privacy. You say, Mike, I need to know God. I need to know the Jesus that can step into my mess and perform a miracle. And the miracle is that we can connect with him again. We can believe for health and marriages and finances. But the miracle is that God connects us back and we have a relationship with him. And we are full of people today that had that miracle happen in our lives. With every head bowed and every eye closed, say, Mike, that's me today. On the count of three, I want you to just slip your hand up. One. Two. Say, Mike, I need to connect with God. Just pray for me today. I want to start my relationship with Jesus Christ. Three, all over this place. Just lift your hand up. 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 Lift your hand. Okay, put it right back down. Can we stand all over this place, all of us together, everyone in this room? We're going to pray. If you put your hand up today, I want to let you know you're surrounded by people that have been in this intensive care. And we met a God that helped us, and today God's going to walk into your life. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that he is Lord, which means he's in control, and you want to follow him, a miracle happens. All over this place, can we pray together? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this team. I thank you for this church. Father, from the back to the front, the oldest to the youngest, there are many here today that need to know you. Father, they need you to inter, uh, to interject, to, to interrupt, to step into their lives. Father, like my father in intensive care just a few days ago, but met a doctor and nurses, and today he's getting released from the hospital. Today, Father, we're asking that you are the great physician of our soul and our spirit, that you would step in and make a way where there was no way. God, would you step in right now, and I pray right now for a miracle to happen. I pray for sin to wash off. I pray for regret to wash off. I pray for uh, distractions to wash off. And I pray right now, Jesus Christ, you would make yourself real to every person that raised their hand. Father, I bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, we're going to sing this one more song together before I give us some final instructions and dismiss us. Can I encourage you today, if you're thankful, can we have a party today? Can we sing a song about miracles and sing it more than a song? Sing it as an anthem of thanks for what God's done. Come on, let's worship together.